Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back another week on my brand new show. I want to thank Matt Matan again for giving me this opportunity. The show just started on April the 2nd, and we're getting a lot of great feedback. So I just want to thank all the listeners for downloading the podcast, because now we're on more streaming platforms, and I just so appreciate the support. So let's go ahead and jump into today's show, because I'm very excited about the guest that we have today. Uh, This guest is an Asheville native self-taught artist that was involved in the installation of the Black Lives Matter mural in downtown Asheville. This guest also was commissioned by the Wortham Center for the Performing Arts in Asheville to design and paint the mural for the center's new courtyard. And so all of these amazing things, I wanted to have this beautiful woman on my show to pay tribute to her through, you know, all the amazing things that she's done through art for Asheville over the decade. So without further ado, I would like to introduce the owner of Jenny Pickens LLC, Miss Jenny Pickens. Welcome, friend. Hi, Veronica. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, it was an honor to teach you through the financial series um, class that I teach at Mountain BizWorks just this past month. And when I Googled you and found out so much about you uh, through your daughter, I was like, you have to come on the show. So thank you for uh, blessing me with you being a guest on the show. My pleasure. So I would love for you to tell the listeners all about you being that you are a unicorn. You are an African-American woman that was born and raised in Asheville that never left the mountains. So I just want you, I think a lot of listeners would would appreciate it and could relate to it. So if you could just tell us about how you got started as an artist and um, being raised in Asheville, just give us a little background about you. Okay, Um, how I got started in art, um, that was actually um, kindergarten, I think. Well, at home I used to just draw on things, but when I got to kindergarten, I met this wonderful art teacher. Um, At the time, her name was Miss Portia Mappis Leverett now. And uh, the lady would come into the room and just had this amazing smile. And she just brought attention to how talented I was at the time. Um, I was dealing with a lot of personal things at home. And that was my outlet. Um, I didn't realize at the time it was really a great source uh, resource for me. So she would uh, basically the one that launched it out for me. Um, Then I learned to turn all my frustrations and feelings into art. So through the years, I just started um, just drawing, making things with my hands, sewing, um, things that just came pretty much natural to me. So mm-hmm. um, it's and hard ha- to describe that. <laughs> no, but I just wanted to add, because I, I have a recent kindergarten graduate, my son, CJ. So that just oh, warms my heart that you had a kindergarten teacher that saw that in you at five or six years old. And to this day that you still that's what you've became because of that encouragement. And also, I love that you said that you were able to express your feelings through your artwork. Yes, that's true. 
Um, and I must say she was an African-American teacher too. We had, um, they were very um, powerful uh, in our growing up in school and just had, it was like mothers uh, away from home. Pretty yes. Um, so, yeah. So how did you start your career in art? Well, I actually, the crazy thing is I did all kinds of work. I, uh, cashier, uh, housekeeper, nail technician, <laughs> yes. um, cookie decorator. Um, I mean, the list goes on everything I did, but I remained doing my art because I thought I was taller, you know, younger, like growing up, especially trying to get my work out, mm -hmm. um, that you have to basically be dead before your work is famous or yeah. there wasn't an outlet for us, especially being a woman and a woman of color, mm -hmm. there wasn't any resources for us. So I, I remained doing that on the side, but I also had to work jobs. I had to do several part-time jobs because I was raising two kids as a single mother. So, right. And I had the pleasure of meeting your daughter, Tor White of Tor White LLC, who will be uh, recording a radio session right after this with her. And so, yes, yeah, so I knew that you had at least one child that you were raising on your own. So I can imagine that struggle where there was a lot less resources, like you said, during the time where you were raising children. So when do you feel like you were actually able to start Jenny Pickens LLC, and you know, like I mentioned, you have the the mural downtown that you were involved in, the Wordham Center. When did those opportunities start happening for you? What were some of the things that you had to do to get to that point? Oh my goodness, just the fact of not giving up. I was, uh, I will uh, have to throw drop some names. Uh, Shavonda Harper is a friend of mine, and that's a long story with that. But she introduced me to Hetty Fisher, who is the owner of Pink Dog uh, Creative, and if I said that right, and the. Uh, 22 London studio. Mm -hmm. She introduced, and that's how we did the painting of uh, the paint container, which was Zola's embrace, which means peaceful earth. Uh, once I did that mural, it seemed like everything launched from that because that mural, one particular mural connected me with so many people in the community, even though they didn't know who I was personally, mm -hmm. it just sparked the conversation. So I and Jenny, really what year was that? Uh, I want to say 2017. Wow. So here it is. You were doing art for tw over 20 years. Yeah, longer than, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And that's something, you know, on the show, we like to give the listeners different tips and jewels. And just hearing your story so far, it just sounds like not giving up and being persistent and believing in your dreams and not giving up. So you, just like you said, you were raising your kids, you still was doing your artwork, but you had to pay the bills. But it was the relationships, it sounds like, that you had that we always talk about on Biz Radio that really helped you kick down the door. Yeah, and I will also say I we're living in housing uh, projects, and um, I used to go to this convenience store. Green's Mini Mart was owned by James Green and Francis Green. They um, he I would come there all the time. He was friends of my dad's growing up, and he stopped me one day and asked me, said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm going to nail school right now, trying to get my life because I'm going to have a backup." Mm -hmm. He said, "Well, I want you to come talk to me one day." So I came down. He offered me a job, and the fact that he was watching me for years with my kids that he offered me this job in his convenience store. And that's wow. really a spark to kind of, cause I would sit behind a counter and draw. And so that also taught me how to deal with customers, how to uh, be business-like, uh, mm -hmm. meeting different people. So that actually helped launch what I was doing as well, which the River Arts District right around the corner. Wow. And, and I just, again, want to thank that gentleman, like you said, the community is watching a lot of times and people don't realize it and you keep just staying focused on what you're doing. Somebody will help pull you up along the way, but 
it, but you had to take that initiative to say, okay, I am going to talk to him, you know, yeah. but thank God that he reached out to you. And it's always those little things that I think sometimes people feel like there has to be this big revelation or something huge has to happen, but you just need a little spark to get the fire going. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So, so you're at 2017, you do this first mural and now you're getting noticed. So when did you start um, Jenny Pickens LLC and what type of services do you have? Where can people find your items now? I just recently actually started the whole business of the Jenny Pickens LLC. Um, before I was still doing part-time jobs, but then it's, now I'm just like focusing on just me. So I do murals. I do uh, teaching. Uh, I'm like a teaching artist. So I go into schools and do activities or someone wants to do some one-on-one -on -one lessons. Uh, I do commission work. Um, I also have a, uh, my work is found on Fine Art America. I'm also working for Noir Collective Asheville, which is a, all black uh, business, which actually provides space for entrepreneurs of color who are um, doing things such as making soaps or doing art or being creative with t-shirts. It's actually a place where we all have a space where it's just for us, which is should have been done years ago, but I'm so yes. glad. Yes. Can you say that name again? It's Noir Collective Asheville. I love that. And I have a, a silly question as not being a creative person. What does it mean when people say I have commissioned work? Because I hear that all the time, but I'm like, what does that mean when you're commissioned? Just, <laughs> someone offers you, okay, someone needs something done for you. And so they'll pay you for your time. So if they say, um, I need a painting done of uh, my children. Mm -hmm. um, and so you will give them a price. They'll, they'll pay, make payments on it or however. So, um, and you just tell them what you're worth and, they spend the money and the time. Um, okay, so it's just really just a contract. But I, okay, I, I thought it was something really over the top fancy for art people. But okay, that so is just, a fancy word. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to jump back to how did you get to be the lead artist for the Black Lives Matter and also with the Wortham Center? Because that's pretty huge. Yeah, and that's why I said you have to be careful with what you post on social media and how you live because. Mm -hmm. um, there were several friends that reached. I heard about it, but I thought I'm not going to be, they're not going to pick me. I'm not a muralist. I'm not a, you know, I didn't think of myself in that, that level. Right. So the last day, a friend of mine reached and said, you need to apply for this. So I went ahead and applied for it. They contacted me and I thought, oh my goodness. And find out I was one of the lead artists. And that was like, I'm like, oh my God, now I have this platform. I can help other people. Yes. So my whole idea when I got it was I would reach out to artists who uh, who are artists just like I am, trying to get out their way, but nobody knows them. Mm -hmm. So I, my all my artists were people I knew that were I knew personally that were artists, except for one I'd never met. He reached out to me, but he was a phenomenal artist too as well. Uh, my son was also one of the artists as well. So um, oh, I didn't know that your son is in the arts. Yeah, he he doesn't. Both of my kids actually are artistic. They just choose not to do that as much. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's amazing how talented they are, but they just go in different directions with it. Yes. Well, what is your son's name? Let's shout him out. His name is Timothy Davidson. All right, Timothy. Come on. Following mom's footsteps. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, he was, that was, a, you know, and that's why I say I work with kids now. When he was younger, he was just like all over the place. I got yes. him a sketchbook and that got him grounded and calmed him down. So art really is important in our community. Um, yes, I definitely want you to talk about that a little bit because like we said, we like to give different tips um, to the listeners. 
And I see it in my six-year-old where he could be labeled as a t- attention deficit. Well, he's my child, so he's all over the place. He's busy. Mm-hmm. He's very intelligent, though. And the last thing I'm going to do is give him medication. I want to give him alternatives. And the one of the big things is music and art. So I started him with drum lessons, and then uh, he loves artwork. And listeners, you could go to Dollar Tree. I love Dollar Tree for all the stuff that they have for the kids. <laughs> I said, why did nobody tell me that Dollar Tree and Family Dollar has all these amazing things for less than $5? And, you are you know, he gets these wooden items, sculptures that he can paint, and it keeps him so occupied. So I just want to give, want you to give a plug about how it's so important. And it's not that expensive to expose your children or even yourself. It's good for your mental health to do art. Yes, I will tell you. And you don't, and, and it's, some people are financial, can you know financially unable to do it, but there are things around the house you can find. Mm-hmm. You can reuse cardboard boxes, shoe boxes. I used to use old soda box, uh, soda can trays, and that's why you make my dollhouses out of that. So, can, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So you can always, and it's not about how much you can spend on something. It's about right. so going outside, finding some things in nature, do leaf printing with, and use. Uh, I use ink as a. a uh, Easter egg dye or food coloring that works good mm-hmm. for me. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's all kinds of things that you could do, uh, but they have to. And I found that children run, learn differently. Everybody doesn't learn the same. You're not going to have that perfect child that sits still and listens to everything you say. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah, because you know you got to think their minds are racing all the time too. They got to deal with a lot of personal issues and things too. Don't know how to deal, but right. some paper and pencil. Uh, that's a starter. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just, it's, it's using your resources. Absolutely. Um, I was just so surprised. Just like you said, my son would get happy with just a toilet paper roll. You know, yes. that, that's a telescope, but it's also all these other things that he wants to make a flower out of it. And, and I just, it's opened my mind up because I'm a CPA, I'm an accountant. So I'm very black and white and having a child that sees things through a different lens, like you said, it's just been beautiful and it slowed me down to where I'm like, okay, let's check out some of these arts and crafts, you know, that I would never go down those aisles before in Walmart or in Dollar Tree and Family Dollar. And now I'm like, that's the first place that we're going to because again, it's summertime. So selfishly for me, Jenny, if you could just share with some of the listeners, what are some cool art stuff that you can do in the summer when the kids are home now? And like you said, a lot of people might not be able to afford to put their child in camp or they're still nervous with everything going on with COVID. And now all of a sudden everybody's free from wearing masks. I've uh, recently started getting into uh, terrariums. So Ooh, um, what's that? they're actually like little, I, I call them little, uh, little small planets in a jar is what I call them. Little so I've been collecting like little miniature figures. Uh, they can be like little Legos or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can go outside and get, some ground like some dirt you can get uh rocks i use that like a gravel uh, steal some out of somebody's gra- driveway um, getting, like, <laughs> getting little uh like leaves uh, like some plants that are growing in the yard some like uh leaves or whatever and you make these little areas uh kind of like in a little globe uh, i've got some actually uh dollar tree uh globes they're like yes planters they're like a dollar yep. you can use old mason jars or something I love that. And that could be on display. You're surprised. Like when I literally just put some of my son's artwork in a frame again from Dollar Tree for a dollar, don't let me mad it and have him do some other design. It looks like something that can be, you know, in a gallery downtown for thousands of dollars. Yes. Old puzzles. 
They work yes. great. Uh, you can use those for crafts. You can paint those. You can make jewelry with them. Uh, they work good for frames. Um, I mean, everything, it, there's so many things you can find around your house that doesn't require you to go spend a lot of money. I um, love that. I, love I grew it. up with nothing and I use what we had. So, um, yeah. And before uh, we wrap up and you plug where people can purchase your items and if they do, because I'm thinking about now, like I got to get you working with CJ's. I didn't realize that you do, you're a teaching artist. Also, you touched about in your childhood that you used artwork to escape. Tell us a little bit more about what was going on, if you don't mind sharing that and how art was able to help you, because I think a lot of listeners would relate to that. No, I don't mind sharing it. I, I realize you have to share in order because it helps other people. Yes. So uh, I was the youngest of four. My, uh, my, both of my parents were arrested and my grandmother who already raised four, had 14 children of her own. She decided to take Woo! us in. Yeah, we were going to go, we were going to be separate, going to go into a uh, child services where we're going to be separated. She decided to keep us all together and brought us in. Um, and, I learned as I got older that um, she was a strict woman, but she taught us how to garden, how to hand sew, how to mm -hmm. wash clothes, how to cook. Everything we needed to survive, she taught us as a, at a very young, young age. So our Saturday mornings wasn't too much of going outside as much. It was getting up and cleaning up and getting the house straight and doing things like that. So um, right. I... I and I didn't realize that the drawing and, and it took me in a different place. Uh, my uncle could draw really. His name was Billy. Uncle, well, uncle, my uncle Billy. He was a great artist and he would come to our house and draw things. And I would watch him. My sister could draw my oldest sister. And wow. So it's just in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> and my, yeah. Took in like uh, watching her and cause she was like the mother of us. Cause my grandmother was so much, you know, up in age. Sure. But, um, and that was, I didn't realize that I could create these things. I went in my own little world. Yes. I, I didn't go outside much, but I stayed in and, and it just, like I say, took me somewhere else. I thought when I get older, this is kind of house I'm going to have. This is how I'm going to teach my kids. This is what we're going to be doing. This is where we're going to go. Just different things. Um, it was my I, I love that. And you mentioned that you was raising your children as a single mom in the projects. And I'm just so happy to hear that now you have a beautiful house right up the street from your daughter that has a beautiful house um, out in Swananoa. So I just love your story and praise God and thank God for your grandmother that, yes. you know, took you guys in, even though it is a burden. And I'm sure people listening, they've been in that predicament where you're like, I don't know how we're going to get through this, but you can get through, you know, and look at the difference that it made. We wouldn't have the Jenny Pickens today um, that's making such a huge difference in Asheville through your art. So, wow, that's that's an amazing story. So how can folks that want to support you, Jenny, and hopefully commission you a lot of places, how do they get in contact with you? Okay, you can find me at Mar Collective Ash, which is on 39 South uh, Market Street, Suite C, which is right in the building of the YMI. Also, uh, you can find me on Fine Art America. Look under Jenny Pickens. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm just still doing uh, after school programs and I'll be doing summer programs. I'll be at um, Horizons at Carolina Day. And I also will be a, a project facilitator at the Mars Hill Anderson Rosenwald School in Mars Hill this summer, which I'll be the first person in that space since 1965. What? Say it again, huh? Where's yeah. that at? 
It's in Mars Hill. It's actually, it used to be a, a, one of the Rosenwald schools that was designed for color, uh, children of color, mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. And so they redone the, uh, the old school. Um, a lot of them got together, raised with some of the alumni, some of the neighborhood people. Uh, and they recre uh, recreated the space that was once there. So uh, I'll be working with, the, I'll be partnership with, uh, the. it's called PAGE, which is the Partnership for Appalachian Girls Education. And we'll be working on a project together, which I'll be teaching them how to hand sew and quilting. And they'll be learning the history of Mars Hill and the history of black culture that uh, was created in that area. That is so cool. And we didn't even touch on your dolls and your sewing. So oh. I, I <laughs> please tell, tell the listeners about that real quick before we before we head out, because I think that's so cool, too, because it's also good for children of color to see and have dolls that look like them. Yes, I do dolls. A lot of dolls. I relaunched them because my niece, uh, Candace Pickens, was killed in 2016. And um, I decided, why don't I do uh, using fabrics of sentimental fabrics, uh, you know, reuse purpose uh, fabrics or whatever. So I hopefully I'll be at the big crafty. That'll be this uh, in July. Oh, so. wow. And I'm so sorry about that with Candace. And but how, what a beautiful way to keep her memory alive. Yes. I love that. Well, Jenny, I could talk to you so much longer. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And thank you for being persistent. And thank you for not giving up because I can't imagine Asheville without you and all your contributions. So thank you again. And listeners, please reach out to Jenny. And if you need any murals, if you need anything commissioned, if you need um, original artwork, she can do it all. So um, I just want to thank you again, Jenny, for taking time out of your busy day. And I just want to thank the listeners um, for coming back again. And, you know, just stay connected to all things Biz Radio Asheville by going to bizradioashville.com. You can listen to the Veronica Edwards show 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. You can get the app. Or you could go to the website and you would just text Asheville to the number 36260. So, Jenny, thank you again for all that you're doing. And most importantly, that you're still trying to lift people up as you're on your way up. You're already in the moon. So I'm trying to catch up to you, Miss Jenny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.